Hello, this is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Let's play ball and win. Thank you for tuning into into my podcast today, Confronting Goliath, a genuine discussion with with and for genuine folk. Today, our genuine discussion is on mental health. Mental illness is a Goliath in many individuals' lives. However, confronting it can be a challenge. Our guest today is Sarah from Naomi, Nami, sorry, Stephanie, and I'm hoping Naomi is going to join in. We have... I have some statistics on mental health. Mental health disorders account for several of our top causes of disabilities in establishing market economies, such as the U.S. worldwide, and include major depression, also called clinical depression, manic depression, also called bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and obsession compulsive disorder. These are some of the mental health issues that some people um, encounter. Estimated 26% of Americans ages 18 and older, about one in four adults, suffer from diagnosable mental disorders in a given year. Many people suffer from more than one mental disorder at a given time. In particular, depressive and the illnesses tend to tend to co-occur with substance abuse and anxiety disorders. Approximately 9.5% of American adults ages 18 and over will suffer from depressive illnesses. Women are nearly twice as likely to suffer from major depression than men. However, men and women are equally likely to develop bipolar disorder. This information came from the John Hopkins Medicine um, website. I just wanted to give us a little background on um, some of the some of the um, statistics behind mental illness. I have a young lady on named Steph, named Sarah from name from Nami. I want Sarah to tell us a little bit about herself and how long she's how long she's been. Um, working for NAMI and what NAMI, what is NAMI? Sure, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on here, having Stephanie and I both on here. Um, so NAMI, if y'all are unfamiliar, it stands for the National Alliance for Mental Illness. It is a national organization and is the largest grassroots mental health organization in the country. There are um, also state-level organizations as well as local affiliates. Um, I work at the local Baltimore affiliate. It's called NAMI Metropolitan Baltimore, and I am currently the volunteer and outreach manager. Um, I've only been working with NAMI on staff for about three months, but um, I have I'm not unfamiliar with NAMI. Um, I studied social work in undergrad and um, we became very familiar with NAMI um, in that coursework. And so um, really what NAMI, our goal is to support, educate and advocate for those living with a mental health condition as well as their family members. Um, We offer support groups and classes and presentations that fight stigma in the community. Um, And really we wanna be our local affiliate, we really want to be a resource for the Baltimore community. 
thank you. Can you um, let my listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So NAMI, um, yeah, if you want to um, get in touch, if you're in the Baltimore area and want to get in touch with um, us locally, you can go to NAMIBaltimore.org. That's N-A-M-I Baltimore.org. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. I want to welcome Stephanie here. Stephanie has a a journey that she's going to share with us because it's important that we care about our mental health as well as we care about our physical health. Can you share what your your occupation is, what level of education attainment you have um, attained, your age, and how long you have been confronting your mental health and about your journey? Um, hi, Tevu. Um, I would say I'm 32 and I'm currently not working. I'm just volunteering with NAMI, but I'm back to the, you know, search for work. I took a break after I graduated my associates this um, uh, spring. Congratulations. Thank you. That was a big thing. It took me uh, 14 years. I started at 18 and my journey with mental um, illness has definitely slowed it down, but not stopped my goal processes. So um would you like me to share a little bit about my story Um, absolutely we want to hear your story because i think that is important to let people know just because they have this journey doesn't mean that you can't accomplish other things in life no totally and i think the thing i would like to start with is um just maybe my interests a little bit so you know it's not like just this person on a podcast that doesn't seem relatable i think it's really important to reach out and say hey I'm, you know, I'm similar to you. Um, I have cats. They're like my life. Uh, two <laughs> cats and I'm very obsessed with them. And my, you know, I'm losing memory on my phone um, from all the pictures I take of them. I also lo- love drawing and writing and cooking and video games. I have way too many hobbies. Um, but, you know, the, with those hobbies, you know, they, they're great coping skills for what I've been through in life. At eight years old, I told a friend I saw some really scary images that just weren't actually there. And they told me I'd get locked up for saying things like that. So I did not mention them again until I was 15 years old. When I was nine years old, I was abused by a neighbor and also bullied by peers at school. And that continued into middle school. I was afraid to ask for help because of this bullying and just feeling so different. And I had paranoia issues. Um, And gosh, you know, when you're a teenager, everybody thinks you're just hormonal and overly sensitive (laughs) when i entered high school i began to self-harm because i just want to feel numb i was so angry and so sad all the time from this pain from being hurt by others and i didn't feel like i was worth anything either and it took someone to reach out to me and tell me i was worth it to get help Uh, i told my parents about hurting myself after this individual public spoke about how i was actually worth getting help and Um, I had my first hospitalization at a behavioral health unit at the age of 14 years old. I received my first diagnosis, diagnosis of chronic depression, and that's changed so many times over the years and is finally, um, partner with post-traumatic stress disorder and dissociative identity disorder, which is like a, a new phrase for, um, multiple personality disorder. I spent high school in and out of psychiatric hospitals while maintaining my grades because of death of family members. And even though I was an A student, I had schoolwork was so stressful. Um, having a diagnosis was very two-sided for me. I was so relieved 
because I knew I could get help, that I could get better. But I was so scared of being judged or also that, you know, you saw on TV about all these mentally ill people being violent or dangerous. And these fears and lack of communication led to problems for me, including living in a halfway house and group home and also being vulnerable to others not respecting my boundaries, especially in relationships. At 27 years old, I had successfully gotten to the point of having my own apartment and holding a job when I decided to try dating after a gap of time not doing so. I ended up dating someone who was very abusive and managed to end the relationship after seven months, only to be coerced in my traumatized state with another individual who also ended up being abusive to me for a year and a half. These toxic relationships rocked my steps in recovery, and I went way back to step one by going to a residential rehabilitation program for a year. I did after that year get back to working and having my own apartment and also meeting the love of my life who I am currently living with. So I've made huge strides and I would say it's part of my medication and therapy treatment. Um, I do dialectical behavioral therapy um, and but it's also just my personal effort, communication and coping. That's awesome. Now, how many times have you self, um, how many times have you went and checked yourself in to get help? I would say I never was involuntary. Um, I generally knew that I needed help. There were some times I had attempted suicide and then sought help, I would say that. Um, But I generally was always willing because I never wanted to not get better. I wanted to get over this. And usually any of my attempts or even ideation to thinking I need to, you know, in my life was because I was suffering. Now with this Galala, how, how, what, what has kept you grounded? I mean, has it been your family, your friends? I mean, how did you, how do you, how did you walk through this journey? And I mean, who kept you grounded? I would say for me, it wasn't a who, but my faith, a what. Um, That's been the biggest part of my life. It's been the consistent thing I've always had. And it was, you know, back to when I was 14 and, you know, the gentleman on the stage, Reggie Reggie Dabbs, said um, that, you know, I am loved no matter what and I have a purpose. And I'm I'm a very task-oriented person. So knowing that I have a general life task, a life purpose, keeps me going every day and that, I have to keep trying to pursue that, whatever it is. That's that's awesome. I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to anyone that's listening to this podcast that may be a little scared, um, that never dealt with mental health and may feel like they, they need to reach out, but they're not sure what they need to do to reach out or who to reach to? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, NAMI is a great resource. They have like peer support groups and, um, you know, I would say reach out to someone you trust. Um, and sometimes if that person doesn't respond in the sense of like, you know, supportive of the fact you need help, reach out to the next person you trust. I'd say sometimes it's not the first person you talk to. Um, and also someone who's used to talking about stuff like this. Some people are just really don't have the education um, or knowledge in general of how to handle these situations, which NAMI has education classes on that as well for both youth and adults. Um, 
I would say my biggest thing is that I just know that um, finding a really good support system and feeling safe. I think, you know, going through abusive relationships, I needed to find that point where I felt completely safe in my life. Um, so that that was really huge. I would say also don't give up on yourself. It's, you know, recovery, you know, isn't just about drug addiction. It's about um, mental illness and any kind of illness. You know, I have chronic um, autoimmune condition and all this is this uh, general idea of you're going to go through the flow, ebb and flow of struggling with these illnesses because um, it's just a brain illness versus a illness of the body. Um, and I just, I keep continuing to work on myself. You know, I'm doing an educate, I'm trying to educate myself through a certification for, to become a ther therapeutic art life coach. Um, and hopefully we'll eventually go for a master's in art therapy. And I just know, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I think this is, I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to say that, um, Mental illness is not a bad thing. I think it's such a negative connotation of mental illness. And I would say it has really taught me to listen um, and just advocate for others. I now have the words that I never had back in the day to say, hey, I need help. I really struggled with that. And I thought I just had to survive. And, you know, I've learned that I don't need to survive. I can thrive and, you know, be empathetic to others people's situations and you know it's everybody has their goliath which is why i think your um podcast is so cool because it, it doesn't have to be mental illness it can be anything exactly and yeah and you know the big thing is i i have discovered for me is not to do it alone and just realize that you know that you, you the the war is already won you can do this and you, you know it's just you're you are a warrior but just stand your ground and stand firm so well, thank you, Stephanie. That is, um, I, I, I just, I applaud anyone that is willing to, you know, face something that is hard, something that, you know, mm -hmm. that you, that people might look down on them. I just, I, I just think it's powerful when you can stand, stand tall and say, okay, this might be what is going on with me, but this is, this doesn't determine who I am as a person. And I appreciate you standing tall. Um, we need more people to stand tall so that this topic can be not something that you whisper behind a closed door, not something mm. that, you know, mm. um, that somebody can't come out and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good today. And you look at them and say, okay, they're not feeling good today. It's just like your body not feeling good today. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate you coming on and being candid and being open. And I'm hoping that my listeners that may that will listen into this podcast will know that they can get help. Um, if you need help, get the help you need. I really want us to get to a point that we don't have to hide behind a door if you have mental illnesses. Um, that it's okay. You're, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you know, nobody's going to go around and say the wrong thing about you. It's okay to say, okay, I need help. Raise your hand. Help me. That's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm hoping will come out of this. Sarah, can you once again tell my listeners how they can get in touch with NAMI? 
Absolutely. Um, so NAMI, like I said, is a national organization. If you're local to the Baltimore area, you are welcome to visit our website. It's namibaltimore.org. That's N-A-M-I baltimore.org. Or again, if you're around the country, you can go to nami.org, N-A-M-I.org and find your local affiliate. Thank you very much. Stephanie, do you have anything else you would like to say before we end the podcast? Um, Gosh, I'm just so grateful that you are putting this out there and um, sharing with everybody, you know, what is my passion as well. And just that, you know, I don't want anybody to be afraid like I was. And, you know, the best way I can do is not being afraid now. And I would say, you know, it goes, you know, back and forth. I have to admit public speaking has never been comfortable but I've seen the impact it has and it means the world to me well I appreciate you coming on to the podcast as and Sarah coming on to the podcast you never know whose life you may touch and this podcast might be the the answer that someone needed to hear so that they can make that call yeah yeah thank thank you ladies for coming on to my podcast today Listeners, tune in the next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Mars, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.